This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ, 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. Let's let this play a little bit here, Mr. Producer. All right, Houston, you got me. This is Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. And of course, we're every Monday, 11 to 12 now, 11 to 12 now on KWWJ. Yep, our studio audience likes that. KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus. And KYOK joined us here a couple of weeks ago. And so again, this is your show, Call in. That's how we're going to make this work. And of course, that number is 832-570-8075. I just love this show by Whitney. I mean, this song by Whitney Houston. I, I just want to say the first, uh, I don't know, the, I'm not a music person. So whatever it is, the first stanza, the first chorus, the first few lines. That's what I'm going to say because I don't know any better. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us of how we used to be. What a beautiful, beautiful song. All right, Houston, let's go ahead and uh, we'll play it in its entirety at the end. We have Judson Robinson III. You know, Justin Robinson III. You know, and, and I will tell you, you know, whenever there's a name that's got the third after it, you know that family has an incredible lineage, right? I mean, I really mean it. Uh, and when you think about dynasty names, and I mean in a positive way, you know, there's the Bushes, there's the Kennedys. Well, around here, there's the Robinsons. I mean, it, no, it's, it's really true because if you think about your grandfather, you think about your father, your mother. I mean, it's really remarkable the public service that your family has done in this region for, I don't know, I didn't do the math, but 50, 60 years. Correct. So welcome to being here, and I, and I want to touch into that, but Mr. Justin Robin III is the CEO of the Houston Area Urban League, among all the other boards and all the other good stuff he's done, uh, formal councilman and everything else. Mr. Justin Robinson III, welcome to our show. Well, Gilbert, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, you are a local legend yourself, and uh, you know, it, it's one of those uh, stories that you can talk about and reflect upon and say, hey, I know that guy. Wow. And I, I know he made it, you know, he started small and, and went, how does the young people say? I started, started small and now I don't, um, now I'm tall. <laughs> I don't know, but I just, I hope my wife heard that out there. Honey, started did you hear that? Started at the bottom that? and now I'm on top. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what they say. I, I hope my wife heard that out there. <laughs> Honey, did you hear that? So, um, no actually, we, we, are, we already have a caller, Justin. We already have a caller. Uh, is there a, a Mr. Muhammad on there? Yes, sir. Mr. Muhammad, oh, how are goodness. you? This my leader. Doing fine. Doing fine. You know who I have on the you know who I have on the station right now with me? Who? Judson Robinson the third. Oh, how you doing, Judson? Hey Robert, how you doing, brother Muhammad? Yeah. No, this this is Warren. Oh, 
hey, how you doing, Warren? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell, us what's, tell us what's going on Acres Home because I want to know everything about the parade. I want to know everything about the Arts Crafts Festival and everything else. And we can talk later today because we want to be part of it. But tell us everything right. that's going on. That's what this show's about. Okay, great. Well, well, we'll, we'll start in order. This Thursday, we'll be having our, our luncheon at the Acres Home Chamber, 6112 mm-hmm. Wheatley. Mm-hmm. And that's from 11 to 1. That's the uh, the monthly uh, Acres Home Net Business Networking Chamber uh, luncheon. All right. It's the, it's the third Thursday of every month, so we have a, yes, a yes. state representative, Jarvis Johnson, is our, is our guest speaker. And we have some nice food catering. We want everybody to come out and, and uh, spend the, the lunchtime with us, getting some information from uh, from the state capitol through uh, our state representative. And then on Saturday, of course, there's the, the uh, Acres Home Parade, which starts at 10 o'clock from 10 to 12, right down the heart of Acres Home on West Montgomery. And then immediately after the parade at the Acres Home Chamber property, we're having our cultural arts festival. There's going to be food trucks. There'll be vending, live entertainment. We have a, a magnificent stage with digital background for our sponsors to, to advertise on. And uh, we've got poetry, arts and crafts, uh, uh, bands. So it's going to just be a wonderful time. we got a DJ. And uh, it's going to be very nice. So we, we really want the community to come out. And it's free to the public. Oh, you know, my God, you got, you got to say that again. It's I heard free, 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 free to the public. Um, that's that's correct. When I when I took over as the chairman of the chamber, people would always ask me, what does the chamber do? <laughs> now we, we're showing and telling. That's it. That's well, there it. you go. Congratulations. That That's is great. Uh, absolutely. Well, w- w- you know, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about how long has the chamber been around? It was uh, officially organized in the early 90s. So it's been around for, for, for over 30 years. It was organized in the early 90s. Uh, its founder was uh, Roy Melanson. Oh, Mr. Roy Melanson, the newspaper? Right. What a right. what a gentleman he is. Yeah, another legend. I mean, what I mean, the, the guy's amazing, right? And his yeah. and his paper is so important. And um, oh my God, he's. Yep. Uh, I had the pleasure to visit with him. Uh, I forgot when, about a year ago. And let me tell you, visiting with him is quite an experience. <laughs> it's unforgettable. I hope I hope I passed the test. I was young Luke, and he was like Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, and so you know it was great, great fun. Yeah, there's only one Roy. That's right. Him. Only one. Well, Mr. Muhammad, what else? I'm going to give you 10 more seconds. What else you got for me? Uh, that, that's basically the agenda right now. We want to make sure we get the word out about the luncheon and get as, get as many people as we can to come out and, and join the chamber. Mm-hmm. Join the chamber. To, right. We've got uh, some wonderful programs coming up. We're going to start a, uh, a series of educational workshops called Making Your Business Bankable to help businesses understand how to get themselves in a position to go to the bank and walk out with some money. And uh, we've got other other uh, workshop opportunities that are going to be coming down down the down the pipe. We've got a great relationship with Lone Star College North, where we we have a certification program that's going to teach their their graduates in the trades how to not only 
have the skill in the trades, but how to become an entrepreneur and go into business in that craft. Wonderful. So that- you know, I think these banks are missing the boat because this is not, you know, charity. We have good entrepreneurs in our community, the black community, the Hispanic community, the Asian community. We have good entrepreneurs that are on the cusp of really building great businesses and they should mm-hmm. get, they should be part of it. Um, not only for the right thing, but for them to make money. It's just good business. Good business. So I'm glad that you're doing that. Well, we'll see yeah. you then uh, at the event and I'll be talking to you later on today. Okay, great. Great. Look forward to a good good uh good to hear talking you. with you, Justin. Yes, sir. Good to hear you. Congratulations. Come on y'all. out, man. Come out, come out and have some fun with we'll, us. We'll we'll need to all be there. We'll, Absolutely. We'll do it. Okay. So Justin, let's come back to you. I know we have a couple other callers there. Please be patient callers because I am coming back to you. Uh so Justin, what's it like coming from a family knowing what your grandfather meant and what your father meant? I mean, do you feel this I mean like Wow. How I mean, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. What does it feel like? It feels great. Doesn't it? It does. It does. It, you know, uh, a lot of folks um, don't get the opportunity uh, that came across my doorstep, yep. you know, to, to have role models in the house, uh, to be able to visit with your grandfather and learn from him, uh, to understand what it takes to be a humble leader servant leader uh, and to have those kinds of individuals to reach some of the milestones that they did coming out of Crockett, Texas, you know, just coming out of right. nothing, but but able to just put their foots down, their feet down and 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 give it a try. Well, you give know, a shot. I was reading up on your grandfather and what a story about um, fighting poll taxes and all those things. Talk about that. Did he ever tell you about what it was like when he was growing up? Absolutely. And of course, I was a lot younger then, but my aunt, Josie, is still alive. And so Josie has written a book as well. And she talks about what those days were like, knocking on the doors in Pleasantville, educating people about, you know, paying their poll taxes, uh, helping them understand the, the importance of voting. Precinct 259 in Pleasantville used to be and probably still is one of the strongest voting precincts uh, in Houston. Mm. You know, and people took pride in that. They took pride in becoming uh, engaged in their civic club. They wanted to be the president and, and serve an officership at the, at the civic club. Let me ask you this. When people think about a poll tax, because I don't think people understand that today. For our listeners out there, a lot of you may remember it, but then a lot of you may not. Go Just talk a little bit about a poll tax and how unfair and actually outrageous it was <laughs> to make people pay to be able to vote. Yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, that was part of the system here, that you would have to pay a, a fee to ensure that your name remained on the, on the on the voter rolls and you'd have the opportunity to vote. I mean, there was all kinds of crazy, you know, tests, like how many bubbles are there in a bar of soap? They would, Can you imagine silly things like that? Silly I mean, things like that. Who but, sat around these hateful people, man. sat around to come up with these ways how can we prevent people of color from voting? Exactly. Well, why don't we ask them how many bubbles there are in soap? <laughs> I mean, who's, I mean, think about that it's for a hard, moment. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Well, let me ask you this. Um, at what point did it start to, I don't know, go away? Do you recall? Or do you, did you, you know, when did all that end? Did it end with like the Voting Rights Act of 68 or the Civil Rights Act of 64, those big landmark legislation? Or did it continue? 
No, it, it, it began to go away. Uh, I think through greater education uh, and more people getting elected, people of color, and people standing up and speaking out. You know, that's that's one of the challenges that we have today is civic engagement, civic, inv- civic involvement, making sure that people know what their rights are. We're spending a lot more time at the Urban League now educating people about the importance of voting, having a plan to vote, knowing where your polling location is, knowing who's running for what, mm-hmm. what the issues and the policies are that are important to you and your family and how they can have such a tremendous bearing on our futures. So it's important that they you know, really become engaged and, and get involved. That's what we're spending a lot of time on. I, now. I want to come to your parents, but before we do that, tell us a little about the Urban League. The Urban League, first of all, there's the National Urban League, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it is the former mayor uh, uh, Morial, is sure. he's the head? Okay. Still there. And then you have the urban leagues of different cities. Right. And so Houston, like how many, I mean, give us some sense for, I don't, I don't know the right word, how many employees or, or right. what's the budget? How big is the urban league here and what's the footprint? Well, there's about 90 affiliates nationwide. Okay. Mark Morial runs the National Urban League, which is basically the policy setting and rule governance type you know, role that they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will help us with um, uh, acquiring grants from the Department of Labor or Energy or Health and Human Services or Housing. And then they will find those cities where they need uh, those types of services applied and divvy up that grant and spread it around to the, you know, whatever cities right. are that make the, the that fit the criteria. In Houston, we have about 35 employees. Oh, how great. We have everything from educational programs, housing, uh, entrepreneurship training, Uh, We do workforce development. We do health initiative. We probably put 1,500 shots in people's arms in the last six weeks. No kidding. And how are you doing all that with 35 people? Well, I mean, that sounds like a big operation. Yeah, we work around the clock. Yeah, Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. (laughs) We do. We do. They're they're very, I call them urban leaguers because they are very dedicated people that really care about their community. We, We understand the value of self, but there's a greater value in others, right? So trying to make sure that we're out there helping to improve our communities is very, very important to the people that work with us. And is there a, does the Urban League have a building now or? Absolutely. Yeah, where's the, where's We're your? Right, right down the street from you, 1301 Texas. 1301 We're Texas. The old Federal Reserve Bank building built in 1922. We've been there since 1996. Y'all been there since 1996? That's right. How long have you been the CEO? Oh gosh, almost uh, 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. Did you ever think when you were, you know, mom, I think I'll just be, um, President of the Urban League. You know, you just never know. It's just the Lord puts you in that path. But you were an elected official at one time. Correct. Okay, we want to go into all of that, but let me go ahead and and take another call here. We have another caller there. Is there a Kathy Gunter on the line? Miss Kathy, are you there? Hold on, Miss Kathy, because we can barely hear you. Let me see if I can get my producer to figure out why. Miss Kathy, can you hear me? Hmm. I think it's on your side. Uh, is it? Are you uh, got the phone directly right to your mouth? Yes, sir. I do. It's better. It's a little bit better. Um, you know what, uh, Miss Kathy? Would would you mind terribly to just hang up and call again? No problem. Oh no 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 no! There you are. There you are. I got you. I got you. Miss Kathy, talk to us. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. You here? And we can hear you now. You have me, Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert, talk inspiration and prayer, and Mr. Judson Robinson III. Oh, we may have lost you. Let's get our next caller. I know there was another caller there. Is there a Mr. Isidro Garza there? 
Okay. Well, we'll have them back when they come on. Let's go back for a second. So, you were an elected official at one time. Well, did you enjoy that? I did. And so, what's it like being a councilman? Being a councilman in the city of Houston is quite a job. <laughs> it is quite a job. Such a large city. And, of course, um, you know, we have at-large and we have district council. What, what were you again? I don't I recall. I was at-large. You were at-large. And I happened to come in uh, with one of my favorite leaders, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. And Sheila. Were y'all both on council at the we same were time? At the same oh my time. goodness, I can't even imagine her Can on council. Can you imagine? No. And so watching her work really kind of set the tone for what I thought, you know, people really had to do. And, and you know, rightfully so, I think you do uh, need to work uh, like a Sheila Jackson Lee in a city this size. You know, she's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's, I think there's, there's like four of her. You know, I really mean it. I think there's four <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lees because she's everywhere. She's at every event and she's always so thoughtful. She like remembers everybody's Everything. name. It's, it's, right. it's just remarkable. It really is. Real quick, we got that Kathy. Miss Kathy, are you there now? I'm back. I'm All back. right. Yeah, now we got stronger. you. You have okay. me, Gilbert Garcia, and you have Mr. Judson Robinson the third. Oh, all right. Hi there, Mr. Robinson. Hi, Kathy. How you? I'm great. You? Good, good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear you on and happy that you're one of my supporters. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, speak to us. Supporter, tell us what you're doing. Okay. I am uh, running for Houston Community College, and I'm running for that position because I am a longtime educator, 30 years, and I really love my community. I want to see it grow. I'm also a civic club founder and vice president now, and I like to serve and advocate for the underserved. Uh, I've taught everything from pre-K to prison, working in the prison system for uh, five years, have shown me that we need skills right here in the community. So um, educating the community is one of the platforms and one of my things that I want to do and keep them involved with the community college. Why is that important? Because the money that we pay for our taxes, some of that money goes to Houston Community College. And I don't want to see any more closures because the enrollment is low. Uh, and low enrollment will lead to school closures. So we've closed the campus. ACC have closed the campus in the Pinemont, off the, the Pinemont location. And I'm working on the leadership, been on the leadership for several years in the North Forest area, trying to make sure that that campus do not close. So well, let me ask you this then. How many uh, students are enrolled? How many people are enrolled there at ACC? A total of probably, I don't know, about the last time we checked, it was about 20, a little bit over 20,000 students, which is, that's low since the pandemic. So that enrollment definitely needs to increase. We got the state funding, but if the enrollment is low, the money goes down, of course. Mm -hmm. You only get so much so much money per credit hour. Tell us so, about um, the programs. I, I thought at one time I knew that if you are a senior, it's free, other sorts of things like that. Well, no. Uh, well, if you're oh, oh, if you're over 65, yes, yes, those classes are free. Hmm. If you're over six, the age of 65, you can enroll at HCC and you can attend those classes for no charge. And if you're 55, uh, in that between age, then you can get those same classes for 55 dollars or 55 percent off. And what you, about uh, for financial you, aid? What about people who need financial aid? Well, they have financial aid available. Available, Of course, you can get a grant. If you're trying to get a GED, the good thing about that, you can get that for only $20. Oh, so how great. Have, it's, called, it's called Change Your Life for $20. Wow. So that program is excellent. 
So I'm really happy about that. We also have some summer programs that just started up. They have a summer camp that's coming out uh, this summer with the ACC North Forest Campus. And it's an audio recording technology program. The camp is free for students and uh, from, from, you know, middle school on up. And they're providing lunch this summer. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to let you go in a second, but I want to make sure you uh, told everybody again where to go vote, what days, your website, and everything else. We only have two days left for early voting. That's today and tomorrow. Uh, They can go, if they're living on the northeast side, they can go to Kashmir or Northeast Multipurpose Center. And then they also can go to the Grand Tuscany Hotel. That's a little northwest. And Acres Home location, HCC, Little York and 45. Those are only, it's only four locations for early voting. Now, you know that the election day is actually Saturday, June 18th. So that's the that's the weekend of early voting. I'm Kathy Lynch Gunter, and I need the support of my community and all of the people that are listening that live in District 2. need to get them out to the polls as soon as possible. They're open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. today and tomorrow. Miss Kathy, so- thank you so much. And we wish you uh, Godspeed, and we wish you good fortune here this Saturday. Good luck. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful day and hope to um, be, I'll be on your show again, even after this is over. Please do. We want you back. You know, I want to come back. Excellent. That's wonderful. You know, Justin, my That's parents wonderful. always said, you know what? If you don't vote, don't complain. Right. So, you know what, everyone? You got to vote. Go vote. That's Remember, right. there used to be poll taxes, guess the bubbles of the soap, all this crazy stuff to vote. So, you got to vote. Yep. People struggle to get here. So, let me ask you this, Justin. You know, uh, we're going to be celebrating Juneteenth coming up. You bet. You know, what does that mean to the Urban League? Yeah, it, that's a that's a significant holiday. Uh, there's a lot of struggle winning to making Juneteenth a reality. Um, you know, I remember Al Edwards and his fights uh, trying to really legitimize the importance and the significance of Juneteenth, uh, pushing for it to be a state holiday and then, of course, a national holiday. And you know, he, he's a he's a leader that's um, uh, you know did his part and and. You know, he's not here to help us anymore. And to be so clear, to be thankful. that's when the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed slaves, oh, sure. came to Texas. Absolutely. I mean, people found out about it in Texas. Correct. Do we know why historically it took so long? I mean, you know, was it just, well, you didn't have internet, you didn't have newspapers. Was it just that? Or was it, how can I find a way to, um, you know, keep yeah. slavery going? <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, it's... Is it important? Is it significant enough to the broad majority of people? Uh, it was important to us. You know, we, we certainly recognize that that day that they landed in in Galveston and, and made the <laughs> made the announcement known that you know slavery had already ended and that it had just reached Texas. The news had just reached Texas. Can you that imagine was, some of those slaves that were just abused and everything between when they right. could have been free or right. should have been free that's rather right. should right. have been free and when right. they were freed. Uh, yeah. Terrible, terrible history. So I think just, again, the redundancy of this is an important issue. This is a matter that we should talk about. This is something we should take a moment and recognize. And to push for it to be a holiday, you know, again, the vision of Al Edwards and and others was uh, it was needed at the time. 
So it just goes to show what one person can do. You know, like Ms. Gunter was talking about her her track record in history. You know, get out there, get engaged, yep. get involved. You just never know the difference that one person can make. Well, you know, let's talk about the Urban League again, because think about all the lives the Urban League has impacted sure. with education programs and all of that. Can you think of a story or anything that, you know, you remember when that happened and and, and what a great feeling it was? Yeah. You know, it, matter of fact, uh, you know, you and I go way back and I remember, you know, your Metro days and mm-hmm. and we had the light rail running throughout throughout um, various parts of the city, primarily Maine, and of course out in the Greeks Road uh, location where we have um, the Urban League as well. We mm-hmm. have downtown and we have an Urban League location at uh, Greeks Road. And uh, you know we do training. So one of the young people that came to us, uh, we trained him how to do uh, work on the cantilevers for the light rail. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he came through our program. You know, we were funded. Thank goodness to be able to position to help him. I remember him coming back after he got a job with Metro and saying to me, man, we came to see you. I was in the process of losing my family, my home. Wow. My life was upside down. I got this training, and sure enough, you all helped me get placed. And now my life's back on track. My wife and I are reunited. I was able to save my home. My family's doing fine now. Thank you. Thank you for what the Urban League did to help make sure that this one little individual. What a beautiful story. Oh, and there's lots of stories. Oh, like you know, what an incredible, you know, it's, it all goes back to at some point in time, everyone needed a hand up, not a hand out, a head up. Correct. And that's what the Urban League does for people. Right. Gives them a hand up. Tell us about some of the events coming up. Yeah, there we go. Give me, give me a round of applause, Thank studio you. audience. Um, you know, and people, you know, when you ever see some of these people say, oh, well, you know, well, I was able to do it on my own. You know, when you really uncover that onion, you'll discover they either were born on home plate or some extraordinary advantage because everyone needs a hand up uh, in life uh, with time. Yeah. I want to go back to make sure we talk about the upcoming events of the Urban League. But I know we have another caller. Is there a Miss Dahlia there? Hi. Yes. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Miss Dahlia. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing today? Good. You have me, Gilbert Garcia. A tip from Gilbert, talk inspiration and prayer. I think every time someone says, I'm just going to say that whole line, talk inspiration and prayer with Mr. Judson Robinson III. Hey, Dahlia. Talk to us, Dahlia. What you got? Hi. It's an honor to talk to you, Mr. Robinson. Same here. Um, I'm myself. My name is Dahlia, and I'm a D1 athlete at Murray, uh, Murray State University, which is in Kentucky. And a lot of a big thing that I've noticed since I've been there is like a difference in diversity from Houston to um, Murray. Um, it's just it's such an honor being able to say I'm from Houston based on how much diversity and how much change is um, active here. And so I just wanted to ask you, like, because of how uh, active and changes are, what are some of these changes that you've seen since you've been elected? And then what are some changes that you're still looking forward to seeing in the new future or if you're making any steps towards making these changes? That's a great question, Dahlia. I think, um, you know, through tragedy, uh, we we get some degree of of, um, opportunity. Uh, I think with the uh, event of George Floyd's death, we saw a renewed interest in trying to bring about uh, greater opportunities for equality and equity. Uh, seen lots of corporations to actually kind of explore that DEI space and to ensure that women and minorities are truly getting a, a good shot at maybe 
helping their corporations to truly live the American dream uh, and ensure that people of all color are included in the in the economic process. Uh, I think with this latest um, you know mass shooting uh, and the continued number of mass shootings that we're finally starting to see some degree of, of different parties working together because the public is speaking out on this matter. It's important to them. And uh, it kind of goes back to the root discussion that, that Gilbert and I are having this morning about engagement and involvement and making yourself, as my dad used to say, a committee of one. You know, mm-hmm. just get out there and do it. And uh, you'd be surprised at the progress you can make. You might not get everyone to follow you immediately, but if you're doing the right thing, uh, then then you will be successful. Uh, we've had, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of young people to come through our Urban League program. We have an auxiliary <clears throat> called the Urban League Guild and the Urban League Young Professionals. Uh, many of our young professionals are, you know, they, they lifted their voice while they were in the program. Uh, we have those that are now current members of city council, former members of city council, those that have run for state wide offices, Amanda Edwards, uh, Tiffany Thomas, um, Ray Shackelford, who's a new young leader in the uh, civic engagement space. He's a national spokesperson as it relates to civil rights and justice. So, you know, we provide a little bit of that training, but a lot of that is just innate. It's just people who just feel like they can make a contribution. And we want to encourage them and give them guidance when you come to the Urban League. So not only are we a programmatic response where if you need to get a house or if you need to get a job or if you need to start a business, yeah, we can help you with that, but we can also help you with the leadership style and making sure that you're put in front of the right people, you're involved in the right programs. You know, you and I both have probably done American Leadership Forum, Leadership Houston, and a host of other things that helped us to realize our full potential and to be around other leaders. You know, it, it's, it's it's about who you encircle yourself with, right? So so I, I encourage you just to, to keep pushing. Uh, keep doing your thing. And if we can ever be of help to you, you know, we're here for you. God bless you, Dahlia. Dahlia, thanks for that great question. We really appreciate you. You know, what's funny, Judson, is when you think about diversity, because I think she was talking about some of the lack thereof in Kentucky, uh, whether you look at uh, sports like tennis and the the Williams sisters or golf with Tiger. I mean, when you look at um, Jackie Robinson, NFL, whenever there's been diversity, it made things better. If you look at music, all the great music that started in Motown, it just made things better. If you look at the theater, when you look at uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, what Hamilton, the great play, I mean, when you look at people of color, whenever they've gotten involved in things, it just made it better. And in fact, there are stats that show that when you have uh, greater diversity on a board of directors, a company does better. There are stats in my industry, which is money management, that say that money managers of color, firms that are owned and operated by people of color, perform just as well, if not better, than the non-minority managers. And I remember when that first came out, it was a Knight Foundation study. People said, golly, can you believe it? And I said, well, heck yeah, I can believe it. I said, we've always had to be better than our whole lives, right? We had to be better than, better than. So of course, I, I to me, it's, of course, right. it's an of course. It's a matter of fact. That's sure. a matter of fact. So I, I can appreciate her question very much. Yeah. I want to make sure we, because we, you know, time flies on this show, that we go through what is happening with the Urban League. You have a big luncheon coming up. And then I know, is, is there a gala coming up as well? But let's go through everything that you're doing so people can know. 
Well, yeah, we do have a luncheon coming up. Matter of fact, it's uh, this Thursday. Uh, we'll be at the Hilton Americas. And our luncheon is, is called the Advancing Equity Luncheon. And it really uh, kind of drills down to, to what Dahlia was talking about, what you were talking about, trying to ensure that we have equity in all the right places so that broad decisions can be made that affect a lot of people, not just through one particular lens or another, but to ensure that we have enough voices at the table, enough uh, chains of uh, a vision and thought that's different and diverse so that uh, we can ensure that people have access to opportunity. That's all they just, you know, look at you. Look at lots of other people in our various industries where we have friends. All they needed was a shot. Just a and shot. And so this is what this, this luncheon is all about. It, it's driving home that message. Uh, we'll have Dr. Ruth Simmons will be there from Prairie View. Uh, um, we'll have, what a star she is, what right? A star she I mean, is. I mean, it's just it's she about, could she could be anywhere. She could be at any university in America. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're you know we we've got a great lineup of speakers to talk about you know education and to talk about um, money and e- economics to talk about you know jobs and how do we create equity in these spaces? So it's a it's a fundraising lunch. I'll, I'll be honest, we're we're here to raise money to ensure that the thirty five people that I talked about working for us can continue to work for us because that's what it's all about. It's working to ensure that our community is stronger. So I have trained professionals that work in our housing department, for example. They are HUD certified. That's a credential that oh, how wonderful. ensures that, you know, if there's a disaster in our town, they have all of the the right forms that you need to fill out. They know how to work with FEMA. They'll help you fill out your paperwork. They can, you know, help you with the disaster case management. They can help make sure that the people get back to work as quickly as possible, get your blue tar. I mean, whatever it requires. That is great because, you know, there's money and assistance available, but you got to know how to get it. Absolutely. And if you don't have an urban that league there to help you how to get it, to help you get that done. you're lost. That's right. And you're That's not right. going to get what's meant to be there for you as a citizen. Well, you're a money manager. You know, the world requires money to work. Yep. Ain't that the truth. And so we're having this luncheon to raise money, to bring about awareness, but to raise money to make sure we can continue to do. Are you going to sell out the do. Hilton? I bet you're going to. I mean, it's going to be a gazillion people, right? Well, we don't do it for the luncheon. We'll definitely do it for the gala. Well, let's talk about the gala. So one more time. The luncheon's at the Hilton of the Americas, which is downtown, Correct. right by the Toyota Center. Correct. And it's going to be this Thursday from Correct. what time to what 1130 time? 11.30 to 1. 11.30 to 1. Right. Okay. And so then... Go to the website if you want to... You what's know, the website? www.hall.org. Hall, H-A-U-L, Houston, Houston Area, Area Urban, Urban League. Yeah. League, right? Not like U-Haul. Not yeah, like yeah, U-Haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. put a U in front. Yeah, not, not, not U-Haul. No, you. No, you. Uh, I just want to make sure everybody knew that. It was Houston Area <laughs> Urban League. Hall, I'm just kidding. Let's go back. So what about the big gala? So the gala, it has traditionally been our, you know, we don't we don't ask for money that often. We really don't. Uh, we try to make sure that we're doing the work every day, and we have one major ask a year. That has always been the gala. The gala was typically in the month of June, but we instead added the luncheon. The luncheon's not going to be a thousand people. It's just going to be a small, intimate discussion about equity and real frank talk. I hope you're there. Uh, But but it's going to be a real frank talk about how we can increase equity with major key players here in our city. And we're going to also introduce our new board members at that Oh, how great. Right. So we've got, I think, six or seven brand new board members. Who's the chairman real quick? Uh, Calvin Guidry is our current chairman. Yeah. Calvin's out of Pleasantville. I grew up with him. He just happened to be an individual that fell in love with the Urban League and we re-met. You know how you start yep. out as kids yep. and then you go do all your separate mm-hmm. things and live your life. And 
and <laughs> next thing you know, I'll pass across again. But Way a great to go, guy, Calvin. Great guy. And so, uh, yeah, he'll be there. And then in December, we'll do the gala. The gala, again, was at one event that we did, December 17th, same place. Uh, but it'll be an evening affair, so you get to put on your finest stuff and come out and show it off, and it'll be the holiday season. So hopefully, you know, it will be a festive, festive event. We'll have a, a great speaker and entertainment and the whole bit. And and uh, it, it's something that we've been doing in Houston for many, many years. One of the best events in town uh, that, that we uh, that we that we put on. I'm happy to say that. Well, you know, you may not uh, know this, but I was the gala speaker one year. I remember because I, I invited you to be the gala speaker. like 2010 or something like <laughs> that. Right. Remember that? I do. And you may not remember this too. I was on the board of the Urban League in the early 90s right. when Dr. Etter was there. Oh, Dr. Sure. Leon Etter. Because yeah. uh, I go to church with him. Oh, uh, you my know, neighbor. Yeah, he's a just a prince. Yeah. A prince. Good guy. So just in case, so Houston, please, we got to support groups like the Houston area. Urban League, right? We've got to. And so either A, volunteer, right? I assume people can volunteer for things. Sure. Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Go in there and help. The other is attend the luncheon, which is going to be this Thursday, Hill to the Americas, 1130 to 1-ish. And then, of course, the really nice gala will be December 17 and also at the Hilton of the Americas. So that should be a fun evening. So that is wonderful. I think we have another caller, though, real quick, Judson. Let me make sure. There's a link on the line here. Linda, are you there? I certainly am, and good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? Good morning to you. Morning, I didn't mean Linda. to keep you on hold too long. And you, oh, you did, but that's all right. I apologize right. to you. <laughs> that's okay. Linda, Linda's going to tell like it is. I apologize and to you, And I want to tell you so much. I thank you so much for the urban affairs. I'm going back, if, since I have to show my age, back to when Jordan in New York City, mm. my mother was a member, and we oh, always yeah. worked. My mother was very active with things. Okay, yes, mm-hmm. Vernon Jordan in New York. Okay, but uh, I was calling about community college, and I want to give you a little specs on it, if you don't mind. Please. Do you mind? No, please. Okay. First off, community college or junior colleges are for those people that want to further their education, but they cannot afford to spend four years in isolation for a liberal arts degree. And student loans were given so that people could afford colleges, but not that so people would be strapped with $90,000 and $80,000 in debt. Can you believe it? A doctor who graduated NYU 30 years ago was there to see her son awarded full pay on uh, being a doctor on the medical school and she is still paying her student loans Come on. from medical school from NYU. Wow. This is what happened. Wow. So, and I'm so glad that you're in finance because you understand from finance why we're having this war in uh, of signs in the community and for community college which usually was just not even really a sincere stepping stone but just just a stone for notoriety, something people sat on. But because of your show, because of Reverend Griffin's show, because of other shows in the area, people are now conscious of their civic responsibilities, and you can't just let it go. So community college is rich. I had Houston Community College come in and try and recruit in my classroom. They couldn't have. They couldn't have guaranteed you to walk across the street. They couldn't have got you to walk across the 
street for a free lotto ticket, okay? Those were the dullest people in the world. And that wasn't the only <laughs> class. I was, it was a Booker T when I was a cashmere. I didn't, I didn't allow them. I didn't have seniors. I, had, I was busy with the class that was testing, so I didn't have them. But they, they were the same way. They're not offering, why are these places closing? They're not offering courses for these young people. Community college, remember again, it's not for the stupid. It's the same thing as junior college. It's for those that are looking for to further their education but cannot afford to take four years off. And that's a lot of us. Thank you because you live in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You understand what happens. Right. This, is, this is stuff is what's happening. It needs to be an affordable <laughs> venue and it needs to offer those courses, which it does not. What don't they offer that the children will take? Because you, nursing is a very difficult course to get into. It's not what it was before. They don't offer emergency medical personnel. They don't offer uh, uh, inspection, building inspection. This is something that somebody that happens to just work uh, work as a teacher, if you're just working as a teacher and you don't know what courses you have to be able to implement and what you can afford, talking about them closing Pinemont, well, Pinemont didn't have anything that a young person wanted to go into. How many people coming out of a jail want to go into a hot attic and fix your air conditioning besides zero? Okay, mm-hmm. but you do have building inspectors. You do have solar energy, and these are courses that can be implemented with textbooks. Mm-hmm. You don't have to build a so-so million-dollar lab to bring in HVAC, which is going the way of all flesh, or to bring in car repair. Which look at what we're doing. We're all shackled because right. the, nothing mm-hmm. is breaking down. Not the parts. It's the chips, the commutative chips that are breaking down. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that we need to look at with our community college into the things that you can incorporate the community into with your recycling people and the rest of it because we can't keep throwing away stuff. I am not, uh, because of that, I am telling you that there is another candidate, Charlene Johnson, who is talking about these things. That's what you do on the board. Not You can sing all day and cry about how they close that. What we don't want, you don't want the campus closed on your watch, but it will if you don't make enrollment. And those of us that taught, and I, I, some of us, I don't know if you taught, but you sound like you would have been a wonderful teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, well, Miss Linda, are you a teacher? You sound so knowledgeable. Are you a teacher? I'm, I, I, I'm retired. Thank you. I get to retire. You know, Linda is it, it's Mrs. <laughs> Linda. I get to retire. My husband worked. I get to retire. Yeah, there I taught it. Booker T, Wheatley, and Casimir. Well, let us ask you this. Do you Mm -hmm. think, I mean, what's going on with young people today? Is is it just one of those things that every adult generation says, what's going on with young people today? (laughs) Uh, Or is there anything different? Is it harder to be a young people today? I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Well, it's, it's hard in different ways. And in certain aspects, we as adults have not prepared them. And, you know, I, I love what I heard this morning. You can love somebody, but you cannot love that person through his or her irresponsibility. We are not putting 
our youngsters on the responsibilities of their youth, what they have to have in their youth. You look at the difference. I'm a '60s child in high school, '60s and '70s. I men men read. They all read Kwame and Krumah's thing about warfare, and everybody was reading. And Malcolm X's book wasn't out then, uh, uh, but uh, they read. They if they went to jail, they were readers. They they looked at ways to implement different things. We found that we had a commonality. You're talking about diversity. Black Panthers came over to California and said, "You and uh, we have things in common. We're going through the same thing. We're going to have to understand the commonalities in our diversity. There are still things that are going to be common. Do I think that they're having, there are certain things that are going to make it more difficult that's going to get them to where you can't just go in and, and you know, computers put a, a trail to you and allowing them to put a trail to you has its harm and has has its benefits and it has its harm. So yeah, there's there's, there's things that are difficult in different ways. Well, Miss Linda, I really appreciate you calling in and being part of our show today. And I hope you call again. So uh, I just want to welcome you to call again. And, and I didn't mean to keep you on so late. I mean it. So give me another <laughs> chance, will you? All right. I enjoy your show every day. Do you really? Oh my yes, goodness. I do. I don't yes, know. I do. You come on after Gregory Griffin, I don't turn off the radio. Too much television. I'm keeping the grandchildren. So, you know, not not this not this not this summer. Every I, mom, Nana is off for the summer, but I really enjoy your show. It is thought provoking, and you've got to commandeer the your youth. They have a future to come into. They don't have to come in as PhDs, but they can come at building inspectors. We need to have young people. People come in, and we're showing them more than just go. Uh, the, 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 what about the, the the filling out the applications? What it is that they that they are going to be able to do for the grant? Not just for the grant, but who is it that's getting the contracts? Because that's another thing. Don't talk about Bush and his and and and, and his illicit practice of not giving seventy five percent of the people that were affected by. Uh, uh, Harvey, not a doggone dime. Please. I, we need, and we need, and we have those young people to do it. I taught some of them. They know it. I'm looking for, I told them. Well, <laughs> well Ms. Linda, you, you, you had, you had me, remember that movie, uh, Jerry Maguire, when they said you had me at hello? Yeah. You had me at, I hear your show every day. I mean, every Monday. She and, is and, so on point. And, and I think we need to have a bumper sticker. You know what that's going to say, Miss Linda? No. Nana, put it, on. it says Nana is off, off for, for the, the summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nana is off Thank for the so summer. Much. I'm going to make a bumper sticker out of that. <laughs> Thank so you, Miss oh, Nana. Okay, no. Thank you, Miss Linda. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. Justin, go ahead. Justin, yeah, I know I'm you just want to say, so. say that you know she is so on point as it relates to these these credentials that kids can get at these junior colleges. Mm -hmm. We are in partnership with several junior colleges here in Houston to ensure that when our clients come through, we can point them to the junior colleges there. They're working with us as a teammate, if you will, to ensure that we're reaching into those most underserved communities. So the kids know 
that you can go and become a, a technician mm-hmm. and make 15 bucks an hour, or you could get your construction training. And, and a lot of these programs are being offered at universities, at junior colleges, but the kids aren't connected to it. They don't know. And we're trying to upskill to where more of the clean jobs, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that more people are interested in, like she was saying. It, it's it's kind of hard to get someone to go sit in someone's attic at 135 right. degrees. And those are the kinds of things that are out there. But they're also kind of, they're starting to move towards more of the you know IT and those types of uh, job-related skills training that even we are providing now to help ensure that you know people can make the kind of livable wages that they deserve to make. Well, you know, there's something wrong about going to school, college, and you're coming out with a degree, you don't have a job or anything, and you're already two, three $300,000 in debt. There's just something that doesn't feel right about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I was, um, I spent some time with the SEIU, some of the janitors, uh, as they were about, they were on the verge of striking, and I went over there to pray with them. <laughs> and it was very interesting, very moving for me, because one woman, she's been working working in a building as a janitor and they have a quota they have to clean so many floors in a certain amount of time and and they have to so that's a lot of pressure on them and she's been working there you ready for this Justin for 30 years she started at two dollars an hour you know where she is now before this recent raise they just got ten dollars an hour so in 30 years she went from two dollars to ten can you imagine that? I cannot imagine. Uh, and these are just humble, wonderful people. Right. So thank goodness SEIU is, is out there working on their behalf. No, really. And uh, well, thank you, studio audience. I really mean it. And I think we have another caller, though. So let's call. Is there a Mr. Isidro Garza? Is, is this the Isidro Garza? Uh it's an honor to be on your program. Oh, Isidro, how are you? Welcome to my show, A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. You have me, Gilbert Garcia, and you have the head of the Urban League, Mr. Judson Robinson the Third. Isidro, my pleasure, sir. Yes, well, we're honored. I'm honored to be uh, with, with two fine gentlemen. Uh, and uh, Mr. Robinson, you, your family appreciates your and, and, and adds to the responsibility that's on your shoulder. Your dad uh, pulled a, a big weight and opened many doors for a better uh, today. And, and Gilbert, the uh, only thing I can say is we need a change in government. Uh, there's so many things that need to be to take place, and somehow or another they take a back burner uh, to priorities that really do not directly affect the benefit of the of the uh, marginalized uh, uh, people of color, in particular, uh, in Houston. And uh, uh, I, I sure hope that the community is listening to this. I'm calling from Midland. We're working on some of the cases down here mm-hmm. uh, that, that that need attention. But it seems that the government in place uh, uh, is. Is, is almost uh, oblivious uh, to the requirements and the requests of the community. And so I, we need a change in government in Houston. And I, 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 right now I'm announcing it publicly. I give full support to Gilbert. Uh, we need him as the mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mr. Isidro Garza, I tell you what, I'm just, I'm speechless other than to say that is the kindest thing you've ever said or anybody's ever said to me. Um, I, I'm going to tell my wife, honey, did you hear that? <laughs> Because, you know, you see, the, my, my wife, when I was chairman of Metro, 
Isidro, when I, when I was chairman of Metro, my wife said to me, honey, just remember one thing. You're not the chairman of 3526 Durnes Way. Uh, she was letting me know, Isidro, who was the boss. And then my daughter, at the time she was young, and, and she would look at me and she'd say, Mr. Chairman? And I'd say, yes, honey. She goes, and she'd reach her hand out and say, more milk, please. Uh, so, you know, it's our loved ones that keep us in check. But no, I, that's, a, that's the greatest compliment of all. I mean, I don't know what my future holds other than I love Houston and, and I think we could do better. And ultimately, everywhere I go, number one, people just don't feel safe. They just don't feel safe. And you see, it's everywhere. It's north side, east side, west side, south side. It doesn't matter the socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter the color. Nobody feels safe anymore. Yeah. And that's terrible. Houston should do better. And the other thing that's interesting to me is you hear about all these people leaving uh, California and all these sorts of things, these big companies, and they're moving to Texas. They're creating all these great jobs. But guess what? They're not coming to Houston. They're going to Austin. They're going to Dallas. They're going to San Antonio. And we just need to step up and be heard because if we don't do that it, and get those jobs here, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you have a shrinking tax base, you're not going to be able to have strong schools. And if you don't have strong schools, it becomes a self-fulfilling spiral. And that's what we need to do, well, Isidro. Go ahead, Isidro. Well, Gilbert, uh, that's one of the things that you bring to the table. You are a, a person of, of great success in the financial world. Well, I appreciate that because I could tell you firsthand, um, when you think about is there an equal playing field for opportunity, I don't see it. And Justin, it's it's been, I don't know how long I've heard, you know, oh, the Hispanic wave is going to be big and the African-American is we're working hard to get jobs. Uh, You've been hearing all these things, the buying power of the minority community, and we're now the majority and this and that. But you know what? I close my eyes. I've been hearing this since 1990, 1985, <laughs> and I'm still hearing it. And at the end of the day, I was told by a big allocator that controls $1 trillion, Judson, $1 trillion. And they said to me, we would never provide an opportunity for your firm, my firm. Uh, and you know what they said? Why? Because I don't have enough white male partners in my firm. My goodness. Can you believe that? Yeah. So, and, and you see, though, that wasn't 1955. That wasn't 1985. That wasn't 2000. That was like three or four years ago. My goodness. Yeah. So, can you so, imagine that? Okay. So, Gilbert. Speak to me, Cito. That you just finished making, Gilbert. Uh, uh, the, the, the fact is, people don't know this, but uh, your firm is is the only uh, minority form, firm, uh, Hispanic firm, that uh, in, in the past year you you handled uh, uh, over seventeen billion dollars uh, uh, with a B, uh, and, and so. Uh, uh, you have that experience. You know how to bring economic progress. Not only do we need civil rights, uh, improvements in civil rights and, and human rights, but we also know e economic, the, the economic benefit that the country has to offer. And, and we're, we're in the back seat. We're, 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 not even, we're not even considered really, really. Uh, you're the exception. You're an exception and you would be a great leader because of your experience. Well, Mr. Garza, I mean, I mean, you you had me at you Hello. had me at, Gil at Gilbert. You had me at Gilbert. Uh, Isidro, I thank you so much. Well, I'm going to give you last word. What else is happening? What's going on in Midland? 
Oh, you don't want to hear about it. It's a really sad situation. A young lady, uh, 15 years old, uh, got uh, killed, uh, and uh, and and the, we we can't even get a, a, a an incident report. Uh, oh so my we're, we're goodness! Working the justice the justice system checking on the justice system. Uh, it, uh, um, we have to do that. We, different areas of uh, and and so my last word, of course, I, uh, I hope that we. That God gives us uh, the strength and power to be able to change those things that are wrong uh, right. before we leave this. Well, Mr. Cidro Garza, we thank you for all that you do, we do. We do. and Johnny Mata and all the other leaders in LULAC and all the rank and file of LULAC. Uh, we really appreciate it, my friend. Right. Thank you for calling us, and please call in again. Thank you so much. God bless you. God, God bless, bless you. you well, you know, uh, Jessica, there's that old Carol Burnett show. Remember that show? Mm -hmm. uh, and at the end, there's that song, I'm so glad we had this time together. Can you believe this? It was quick. One hour. That was quick. One hour. Right. We've got five minutes, and we're going to start playing my Whitney Houston song. I'm going to let, if you have it soft at the front, I'm going to have one more speaker here. Is there an Ernie on the line? Yes. Hello. Good morning, Ernie. Gilbert. Hello, Judson. You hey, got Ernie. me, you got Justin Robinson the third. you got a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. What do you got for us there, Y'all are Ernie? both inspiring. Y'all are both very inspiring as yes. community leaders. Thank you. I want to say I've known Judson since my UT days and my IWA and Carnival Word days, so we go way back. Yay, that's awesome. <laughs> I, but I do want to say, Jetson, I think that your ability to continue to provide uh, very uh, great services to the community is important. And Thank the you. fact that you continue to bring people together. And it just it came to mind to me today as I'm listening to you all so inspiring. There is a group that provides free services for mental health awareness and support mm -hmm. and i'm going to send that link to you so that you can provide it to your people that are seeking uh, different types of support because mental health right now is the number one issue in the united states regarding our children between the ages of six and 18. that's right you're right and uh, this this group is called remind and what's exciting about it it's a free service and after everything that's happened in Uvalde, right. it's critical that when we go back to school with our kids, that we've got services available to them to talk about it. And, mm -hmm. and, and this is important. So I appreciate both you and Gilbert always yeah. seeking to help our youth and most importantly, our young adults. And let's not forget our elderly. Uh, so I will make sure that the Urban League is aware of this Thank free you. service. Because uh, with leaders like you and, and Gilbert, we do have services that we can make available. But we just got to know about them. That's we right. have to know about them. Right. Amen. Ernie, thank you for calling. Good to hear you, Please Ernie. call again. And Houston, before we sign off, don't forget, this Thursday, uh, it's the Air, um, Houston Area Urban League, H-A-U-L. It is their uh, luncheon, the big luncheon, and the gala is December 17th, both at the Houston uh, Hilton downtown Hilton mm -hmm. of the Americas. Mm -hmm. And let's hear a little bit of wisdom from Whitney Houston. <laughs> Sense of pride. I mean, it's amazing these words. I mean, just, they're just incredible. Who writes these incredible words? <laughs> I mean, you know, I was reading about the woman who wrote it, and she was struggling with breast cancer. Uh. Um, and then, of course, remember 
Whitney Houston struggled. She had a difficult marriage, all those things. Yeah. Uh, golly. No, but you got you to remain inspired. You got to yes. celebrate your joy and celebrate your sorrow. You just have to stay focused and engaged in the potential, the potential of what can become. And I think songs like this one, tell that story. It's amazing. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadows. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take right. away my Haven't dignity. Haven't we been talking about that God, today? It's unbelievable. Isn't that what we've been talking yes. about? Leading. Yes. Not being afraid to lead. Don't worry about who's following you. They'll come. And take chance. you got to take chance. you got to stand tall. If there's anything we leave with you, Houston, is stand tall for what's right. You'll give me the countdown there, Mr. Producer, when we're at 30 seconds. We're at one minute. <laughs> Plus, boy, Whitney can sing. Golly. Oh, what oh, an angelic wow. voice. Well, if you do decide to run for office, just go vote, everybody. Go vote. Go vote. I mean, That's right. You know, we had the greatest turnout ever in 2000, and they've done everything they can to suppress it ever since. And no matter who you vote for, just vote. Go vote. Doesn't matter who you vote for, just vote. Make your voice known. That's right. And as my mom said, if you don't vote, don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of complaining going on right now. I know it. And you know why? No. (laughs) Because you didn't go vote. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right, Justin. So now we're on Facebook here for another three minutes, four minutes. And, you know, Justin, they say there's three types of people in the world. There are people who make things happen. Mm-hmm. There are people who watch things happen. And there are people who say, what happened? What the hell just happened? <laughs> and, you know, you're one of those that makes things happen. But what's interesting about you, and I, hope, I don't know, I hope you don't, I hope this comes out right. But what's interesting about you, you do it with such grace and, you know, it's such thoughtfulness. And, you know, it's just amazing uh, your temperament your demeanor you're just so awesome Hmm. and uh, I don't know if your grandfather taught that to you or your mom but somebody did or it's just inherent in your own personality but you're a real treasure to Houston so I thank you for everything that you do at the Houston Area Urban League well thank you thank you you I just really try to surround myself with people who will lift me higher the, the mission that I believe in, the work that I'm trying to do, you know, coming on your show, you have some of the most informed listeners. I was just so impressed by the audience that was calling in. And Isn't I know, it great? Yeah, and I know that lots of people who didn't call in are just as smart as the ones that did. And if we have engaged people like that, then we can change the world, you know, but, but we gotta be strategic, we gotta work together. Uh, the forces that work against us, trust me, they are strategic, uh, they work together, uh, they're very smart as well, mm-hmm. and they're working on what they want, and they're working on it day and night, and we've gotta do the same things. We, you know, I look at what's happened, we talked about voting just a little bit ago, and you know, we had record turnout in 2000. And 95% of the population that's moving to Houston are people of color. Mm-hmm. But we did not, in the last census, we qualify for two additional Congress people, and guess how many we got? None. 
And that's, that's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And they know, people know, that people of color in particular, they believe in stroll to the polls. They believe in 24-hour voting. They believe in early voting. Because a lot of us are shift workers. You know, that election day, I can't stand in line for mm-hmm. three or four hours, right? Now, on the other side of the aisle, that's when they're most fired up. That's when they might go and vote. Right. And so, therefore, that early vote opportunity has been taken away through our state legislature. So we as strategic, smart people have to not sit on the sidelines, like you said, you know, things happen for people who make it happen, or you wonder right. what happened. That's right. Well, you know, right. here's the thing. If you can have some little box, you know, I don't know if it's Anita or Siri or whoever that box is, and you can just ans- ask any question and it does it and it can tell you things, it's almost like Star Trek, where they go, computer, and then the computer would talk back. Right. I mean, if we can have those things, you know, and I have, we, we built a house recently, and I have a app that does everything it opens the blinds it does it tells me what the the ac is everything Mm -hmm. if we can do that my goodness can't we make it easier to vote and can't we find a way that anytime anybody gets a license to drive a car that automatically what's why not make them mandatory registered to vote i don't understand it the great democracy that we are we should make it easier for people to vote and we should have the technology none of this clunky. I voted the other day and there were like two sheets of paper and all this kind of stuff. I thought to myself, we still have paper? My goodness, it's the year 2022. So we got to do better, Judson. We've got to do better. I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the last word. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is easier if you make it easier to vote. So why don't people want it to be easier? To there vote? you go. You have to ask yourself that question and then investigate you know, what do we do to fix that? Because there's a reason. That's right. There's a reason why people don't want to make it easier to vote. Well, I, for one, have hope. I have hope of a brighter tomorrow. I see Houston as this incredible place where all these people from all these different backgrounds are coming. As Dr. Kleinberg says, it really is the microcosm, what's going to be America and probably the world. And I think this is the melting pot, and we've got to show that we can make it work. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been with a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. I'm the Gilbert. This is the Justin Robinson III, my guest. And again, you know you can be here every Monday from 11 to 12 noon on KYOK, KWWJ. And again, the number to call in is 832-570-8075. And we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ, 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.